Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 107 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about different sources of anterior knee pain. Now, I know you've done a couple episodes in the past, um, and a lot of you have not heard them yet, um, just because we had uh, done a little switch with our uh, podcasting show, and um, it seems like uh, the old stuff just really um, hasn't... Uh, jumped in and gained a lot of traction. So I want to talk about different sources of anterior knee pain. The reason I'm doing this is because my daughter, who is in her third year of physical therapy school, um, asked me this question. She had seen many of her friends who had patellofemoral dysfunction, mostly females, and she's understanding the concept of patellofemoral dysfunction, uh, valgus knees that usually cause these types of problems, and you know, playing a lot of sports and, and those types of things. And she asked me the question, she says, it, you know, is there anything besides patellofemoral dysfunction that can cause pain in the front of the knee? And a light bulb went off and I thought this would be a great time to do a podcast about this. Um, and so what we're going to do today in this episode is we're going to talk a little bit about different sources of anterior knee pain. We're going to talk about referred pain and much more. So I want you to hang on with us here for just a bit. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. We will be right back. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Maine Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about the different causes of anterior knee pain, and let's jump right in now. I couldn't believe it. After I got going, thinking about all of the different diagnoses that I have treated, um, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a few here and there, um, so forgive me. The other thing that uh, you'll notice, folks, is I don't edit any of these uh, podcasts, and so you might have noticed in my last uh, podcast that I was uh, kind of hesitating a few times toward the end when I realized my son had come down the stairs and was staring at me um, and uh, pretty near surprised me. But we're not editing. We're going uh, 100%. Uh, pure podcasting here, and uh, you're going to get what you're going to get. Um, so let's get started, okay? Um, the first one we're going to talk about is patellofemoral dysfunction. Obviously, there are different categories of patellofemoral dysfunction, like patellofemoral chondromalacia. Um, you can have some patella malalignment issues that cause discomfort uh, around the synovium. Now, remember the um, the 
cartilage, the hyaline cartilage underneath the kneecap is not very neurally innervated, but the bony tissue underneath it is. So, um, you know, oftentimes people who have patellofemoral dysfunction will actually have irritations around the lateral side of the knee or the synovium, um, which can cause some discomfort. Or if you end up with a bone-on-bone type situation, that'll obviously give you some pain. Um, number two, prepatellar bursitis. Um, somebody is uh, installing ceramic tile floors and uh, they're not wearing a knee pad and they're putting a lot of compression on that prepatella bursa um, that little uh, fluid filled sac will get inflamed and irritated really puffy and then after that really easy, easy to agitate sits right over the anterior patella it's it's a no-brainer when you see it it's little like small golf ball uh, on the kneecap sometimes it's very um, squishy and um, not very hard, okay, it's not a bony issue, Uh, and so these need to be protected, and they can take a long time to get better. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of the treatment of all of these diagnoses we're going to talk today, because, uh, talk about today, because, you know, they could be a a podcast for each diagnosis, and I have talked about some of these others in the past. Um, Number three, patella fat pad impingement. Um, so uh, somebody can have this, you know, this mass of fatty tissue um, superior and inferior to the patella usually happens with some uh, trauma, a blow to the knee, and sometimes just from repetitive use uh, can cause that fat pad to become inflamed and then ultimately become impinged uh, both superiorly and inferiorly around the patella. Um Patella tendonitis or tendinopathy uh, is something that is very common. So from the inferior pole of the patella down to the tibial tubercle, you can have inflammation to that tendon or, um, you know, uh, long-term chronic dysfunction causing you to have a tendinopathy type issue. Um, Osgood Schlatter's disease, uh, we've uh, talked about this in previous episodes. Um, it's a, a buildup and exostosis at the tibial tubercle. Usually in young uh, people, you'll see this oftentimes, uh, especially um, in both males and females, but teenagers who are very active and um, squatting a lot, jumping a lot, where the uh, inferior patella tendon pulls on that growth plate and then you end up with a bony growth there. It it develops a large bump and that can become very, very uh, painful in the future. Um, Next one, number six, would be the pezanserine bursitis, where the sartorius, gracilis, and semitendinosus insert um, at the anterior aspect of the knee. This can be very, very painful. It's very uh, easy to isolate. Um, just make sure you know your anatomy, that you go below the joint line and you're not palpating a meniscal issue. Um, and um, it is medial to your patella tendon and tibial tubercle. And so once you get it, um, that can be quite inflamed, sometimes due to surgery in that area or uh, overuse use of uh, the hamstrings, or there could be a biomechanical issue causing that. Number seven, don't let this one get you here, um, but L3 nerve root compressions can cause anterior knee pain, and I have seen this quite often. L3 is hard to detect because there really isn't a good reflex, and it doesn't really pop up with a um, with a straight leg raise test as well. So weakness in the quad and pain around the anterior knee um, can uh, and anterior thigh can um, can tip you off to that. Number eight, and this one gets missed a lot, severe osteoarthritis of the hip. I've seen this where people have such a bad um, femoral acetabular joint that they have pain that radiates right down to the knee. Um, They get misdiagnosed with uh, knee pain uh, all the time. And 
they do have knee pain, but it's being referred from the hip. Um, and a bony referral of pain like that can make its way all the way to the knee. I have seen this before, uh, where they have absolutely great knee range of motion, have good strength at the knee, um, no, uh, you know, no reproduction of pain with special testing of the knee. But then you uh, bring their hip into flexion adduction, uh, internal rotation, external rotation, and they get this severe um, pinch in the anterior aspect of the hip and pain migrating right down uh, the femur, right down to the knee. So uh, don't miss that one. Just make sure you always check uh, proximally uh, to make sure that uh, you don't have something else going on there. Um, An anterior uh, horn meniscus tear can cause you anterior knee pain, both medial and lateral. I've seen this before. Uh, And uh, they'll usually point to uh, either the medial or lateral side on the front side of the knee, usually associated with some joint line fullness and an effusion in the knee is quite um, positive. So a positive brush test typically with uh, these folks. And they don't like to, um, and when you extend their knee to full extension or a little hyperextension, that'll cause them some anterior knee pain also. Um, Number 10, um, retropatellar con- a chondral lesion. I have a young lady right now who had a very large chondral lesion to the um, uh, hyaline cartilage to the posterior aspect of her kneecap and um, had surgery for that, doing uh, quite well. Uh, but this can give you a variety of areas of pain anteriorly, but it could be medial, superior, inferior, lateral. It's just, it can vary. And the interesting thing and the difficult thing about anterior knee pain is that, you know, a minute change in position, knee position, hip position, foot position, when doing things like squatting or stairs or walking, running, can make a huge difference on where the pain level is. Um, and, And can be signs of anterior knee pain. Number 11, Patients can have a synovial plica. You should be able to find where the synovial plica is compared to both sides. Pretty much everybody has it. It's just like, um, you know, just medial to the patella typically um, between the uh, patella and uh, medial femoral condyle. And if you just strum it back and forth, it feels like an al dente piece of spaghetti. Um, And, you know, it's not uncommon. Most people have it. You should compare it to the other side if it's a little thickened and significantly painful to palpate uh, on one side. It could be uh, symptomatic. It could be your source of anterior knee pain. Um, Check that out. And then uh, look at knee biomechanics and any other um, factor that would have aggravated that uh, synovium. Number 12, a hyperextension injury of the knee could also cause you some anterior knee pain. So you need to just envision this. The anterior tibial plateau strikes the anterior femur when it goes into hyperextension. And when they strike together, it causes um, some bony irritation there. And um, that can cause uh, you know some fat pad uh, inflammation. And uh, it can cause some meniscal, anterior meniscal horn irritation. So hyperextension injuries to the knee often cause anterior knee pain. Number 13, Larson-Johansson's disease. This is kind of like the opposite of Osgood-Schlatter. So instead of having the uh, bony outgrowth at the tibial tubercle, the bony outgrowth is at the inferior patella um, where the patella tendon attaches. And um, this is extremely rare. You you see this very, very seldomly compared to Osgood slaughters, um, but it does occur. And if you um, palpate that uh, inferior patella and, um, you know, typically in younger folks, uh, you'll, you'll, they may have a Larson's Johansson disease. And so you want to make sure you keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, rheumatoid arthritis number 14 is, is also a 
a common source of anterior knee pain. And all of the other systemic um, arthralgias out there um, can cause anterior knee pain, like juvenile, rheum juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and things of that sort. So I'm not going to get into all of the systemic issues um, at this time, but we probably will in a future episode. And then um, number 15, um, a patella fracture can cause you obviously a lot of anterior knee pain or a bipartite patella um, can cause some pain. Now I know there are many other disorders out there and disease processes and cancer and, and things of that sort that can cause anterior knee pain. Um, but today I want to focus uh, mostly on things that you will see uh, in an orthopedic uh, you know, clinic or, or office. Um, and these are the more common uh, things that you will see. So uh, I know this was a lot. I gave a lot of information there to you. Um, nothing wrong with listening to the podcast again. So you can uh, kind of pick that up. Um, if you take a look at our knee playlist, which I'll put into our um, the show notes today, I'll put a link in there for you. You can check out some of the different uh, anterior knee pain problems that we have seen, like lateral patella compression syndrome. Would you look at that? I forgot to put that on our list. Lateral patella compression syndrome, which would fall under patella femoral dysfunction. Um, that is, uh, we, we have all of these videos for many of these different disorders, so you could take a look and see what they look like and what they present like, um, and so that I can kind of teach you how to tease some of these out to compare one to the other. Um, you know, so... One of the things that, you know, let me let me leave you with this. Um, I know this was a lot of information, but know the mechanism of injury. That's very important. So if somebody was kneeling on, on that patella and, you know, and they developed a prepatellar bursitis, that makes sense. Do selective tissue tension testing. So stretch it and contract it and see if it causes discomfort in a particular area. Don't forget your special tests of the knee. You cannot depend on that alone, but they can be very helpful in your diagnostic uh, routine when evaluating a patient. You know, we talk about less and less doing palpation, but I still feel that palpation is very important to help localize and identify. So not only should you ask your patient to put a finger on where it hurts, but you palpate that area to see if it is soft or if it's bony um, or if it is warm. Um, and so synovitis can also be a, a factor that um, you need to uh, think about. And then, uh, you know, when, when you've done all of these tests and you're still having a difficult time um, diagnosing it, don't forget that you can always go to diagnostic imaging. That can help with, uh, you know, with you getting to the bottom of the uh, evaluation and bottom of the diagnosis. So, whew. It's a lot of stuff there. Um, please send me your questions to paul at orthoevalpal.com. I'd be more than happy to answer them on the show. Um, I would love to get your feedback. Give me some feedback about the podcast show. Am I talking too fast? Am I talking too loud? Um, how do you like the sponsors? And uh, anything you want to talk about, positive or negative, I just want to make this show better for you um, so that you continue to enjoy it um, wherever you are. And um, I'll have some links in the show notes today to uh, complement what we talked talked about. Um, make sure that you uh, follow our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and um, uh, make sure that you give us a thumbs up and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, we will be talking to you later. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.